Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rolling right along here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Hope that you are doing well. We got a big NFL playoff weekend. We're going to talk a lot about the NFL on the show today. But first, I want to talk to you about New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. They are available around the clock 24-7 for any emergency that may happen in the middle of the night. No problem. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing. They're awesome. Check them out. And again, remember, they've got a fix for you, and they're available around the clock. Newworksplumbing.com. N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Yesterday, the Houston Texans fired David Culley, which means currently there's only one black head coach in the National Football League, and that is Mike Tomlin. Now, there are several coaching vacancies right now, so how things look on January 14th may look different in terms of minority hiring when we get to the fall. But it was very interesting for me in a league that goes out of their way to jam down your throat their messaging as it relates to racism and racism in their end zones and on the back of helmets inspire change and yet the National Football League is light years behind so many other leagues and corporations when it comes to minority hiring. Mike Silver who has covered the National Football League forever. I mean, he has been a tremendous writer with Sports Illustrated, Yahoo Sports. I mean, he's been on the NFL Network. Mike Silver yesterday on social media after the firing of David Culley said this, I've been watching black NFL coaches and then in parentheses, head coaches and assistants get fucked over for more than three decades since I started covering the league. They know the deal. We often have discussions about it. You might think they're cool with the way things are. Most are not at all. USA Today's NFL editor, Doug Farr, tweeted, In an NFL where well over 70% of the players are black, 
There's now only one black head coach. Keep that in mind as the league is shoving inspire change down your throats. And it went on and on and on. A recent study conducted by Global Sport Matters showed that the percentage of minority offensive and defensive coordinators has dropped precipitously in the last two decades. Black offensive coordinators made up 43% of the league's overall picture, dropping to 8% at the time of the study. Black defensive coordinators dropped from 37% to 29% over the same period of time. What's the primary pipeline for head coach positions at any level of football? You guessed it. The reality is the National Football League cannot ignore this, period, okay? And Deadspin came out with a long story on Tuesday. They looked at every black coach that's been hired in the NFL since 2000, and I found it to be very, very interesting. I'm just going to run down this list. 2001, you got Herm Edwards of the Jets, all right? They were 9-7 and seven the year prior. Edwards went 10-6 and six in his first season. They went to the second round of the playoffs. He was 41-41 and 41 in his tenure, took the Jets to the postseason. In three of five seasons, he was then replaced by Eric Mangini, who in three seasons was 23-26 and 26 with only one playoff appearance. 2002, Tony Dungy of the Colts. They were 6-10 and 10 before Dungy got there in seven seasons. The Colts were 92-33. and 33. He made the playoffs every year. He won a Super Bowl. He retired after 2008. He was replaced by Jim Caldwell, who was the team's coach in waiting, they say, in a rare occurrence of a team having back-to-back blackhead coaches. Marvin Lewis, 2003, Cincinnati Bengals. All right, hired after they went 2-14. and 14. He went 8-8 eight and eight in his first season. And, you know, Lewis was there for a long time. All right, he went 15 years. He was replaced by Zach Taylor, and he's still coaching. All right, Levy Smith, Bears, all right? Uh, 2004, hired in Chicago after the Bears were 7-9 and nine the year before. Smith went 5-11 and 11 in the first season. The following year, the team was 11-5. and five. Levy was coach of the year. In nine seasons, 84-66, and 66, three postseason appearances, lost to the Super Bowl, uh, lost in the Super Bowl in Miami to the Colts, and that was the only matchup ever featuring two black coaches, replaced by Mark Trestman. He lasted only two seasons. 2004, Denny Green picked up in Arizona. Dave McGinnis had three consecutive losing seasons. Green then was replaced by Ken Wisenhunt. 2005, Romeo Cornell of the Browns. Uh, Butch Davis had been there before. The Browns were 4-12. and Cornell was 6-10 and in his first season. Four years, 24-20, and replaced by Mangini, who was a failure. He went 10-22. 2006, Herm Edwards. Back in the NFL, this time as a head coach with the Chiefs. All right. He replaced Dick Vermeil, went ten and six. Edwards was the Chiefs, was with the Chiefs for three years, fifteen and thirty-four. Todd Haley took over for Edwards. He was nineteen and twenty-six during the run. Two thousand six, Art Shell, his second stint as head coach for the Raiders, lasted only one year. And then when he left, Lane Kiffin went in and was 4-12 and 12 in his first year. Mike Tomlin, of course, uh, in 2007, showed up in Pittsburgh after Bill Carroll went 8-8. Eight and eight. And we know the 
story, you know, 15 straight non-losing seasons for the great coach Mike Tomlin. 2008, Mike Singletary took over uh, midseason for Mike Nolan. Singletary, 5-4 and four, is the interim coach. He was then hired full-time. He went 8-8 eight and eight in his lone full season. And then the next year, he was fired after going 5-10 and 10 and replaced by Jim Harbaugh. And, of course, we know Harbaugh had a lot of success in San Francisco, taking them to the Super Bowl. 2009, Jim Caldwell replacing Tony Dungy, as I mentioned a couple of moments ago. Uh, he was 4-12 and 12 in his first season as the Colts made it all the way uh, or excuse me, he was 14-2 and two in his first season as the Colts made it all the way to the Super Bowl where they were upset by Drew Brees and the Saints. Here in three seasons, Caldwell was 28-24. and 24. He was replaced by Chuck Pagano. Raheem Morris, Bucks, 2009. He uh, followed John Gruden and... Morris was 17 and 31 in three seasons. He was replaced by Greg Schiano, then Levy Smith, and then Dirk Cutter. Of course, none of them did much better at all. Leslie Frazier, 2011 with the Vikes. All right. Uh, he replaced Bad Ch- uh, Brad Childress. Uh, Frazier finished the year at 3 and 3 after replacing him in the middle of the season. Then three full seasons with the Vikes, only 18 and 20, replaced by Mike Zimmer, who of course was fired on Monday. 2011, Hugh Jackson Raiders only got one season, 8 and 8, then was replaced by Tom Cable, who also went 8 and 8. Jackson uh, replaced by Dennis Allen, that went 8 and 28. In twenty-five se- in two and a half seasons, should point out that I said that wrong. Jackson replaced Tom Cable, and then Jackson was replaced by Dennis Allen again, eight and twenty-eight in uh, two and a half seasons. Romeo Cornell back in two thousand twelve, uh, taking over the Kansas City Chiefs from Todd Haley when he was let go after a bad start. He finished out the season, went two and one. Then in his lone season, he went two and fourteen. He was replaced by Andy Reid, and we know what Andy Reid has done there. 2014, Lovey Smith Bucks, uh, after inheriting a 4 12 team left by Greg Schiano Smith, only two seasons, 8 24. Dirk Cutter replaced Smith, and obviously he was terrible, and he was then replaced by Bruce Arians. 2014, here comes Jim Caldwell, brought in after the Jim Schwartz era with the Lions. Caldwell was only in Detroit for four seasons, but hey, the Lions made the postseason twice. He went 36-30 and 30 during his tenure, and he was replaced by a number of coaches who have been miserable. 2015, Todd Bowles replaced Rex Ryan. He uh, went 10-6 and six in his first season, was 24-40 and 40 in his four years. He was replaced by Adam Gase, a guy that was only 9-23 and 23 in two seasons. Hugh Jackson back on the sidelines with the Browns, and obviously... A dismal stint in Cleveland. He was fired eight games into the third season, three, 36 and one. 2017, Vance Joseph replacing Gary Kubiak. Joseph lasted only two seasons. He went 11 and 21. He was replaced by Vic Fangio, who was fired on Sunday. 2017, Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. All right. They replaced uh, Mike McCoy. And Lynn took the Chargers to the playoffs in 2018. They lost to the Pates, or the Pats, rather, in the second round. He was 34-32 and in four seasons and was replaced by Brandon Staley. Uh, 2018, Steve Wilkes did not do a good job in his first season with the Cardinals. Uh, You know, again, he took over for Bruce Arians. And, you know, Wilkes was 3-13 and was replaced by the current coach, Cliff 
Kingsbury. And then you got, you know, Brian Flores. And I think this is where all the outrage is coming from. Uh, he replaced Adam Gase, who was 23 and 25 in three seasons. Uh, he went 24 and 25, did Flores. And of course, he was fired on Monday. And then David Cully fired yesterday, 4 and 12. And I mean, should say 4 and 13, a 17 game season. By all accounts, David Cully was in an impossible uh, situation. Here's the reason why I'm talking about this today, okay? There were 32 teams in the National Football League. For a league that, again, has end racism in their end zones and on the back of helmets and inspire change, uh, the NFL is failing miserably when it comes to minority hiring in the coaching department, okay? And there are many that say that there is a double standard as it relates to black head coaches in the National Football League. And quite frankly, you know, not being as well-versed on this as maybe I should be, and I say that in all honesty when I say I'm not as well-versed, I haven't done research and read studies. I've read a couple of excerpts from different people. But again, I'll read this. Owners obviously have every right to hire whoever they want to coach their teams to their benefit or detriment, but it's abundantly clear that black coaching candidates have been woefully underrepresented throughout NFL history, and when you consider the world today, that's never been more true than it is now. You can't argue with that. Regardless of where you stand, okay, you cannot deny that. Sports Illustrated. It continues an embarrassing trend of minority coaches in the NFL getting half the runway of their white counterparts, requiring gargantuan expectations to succeed in impossible scenarios. Two years for Vance Joseph in Denver with zero quarterback. One year in Arizona for Steve Wilkes with Josh Rosen under center. Jim Caldwell out in Detroit after a 9-7 and season, only to watch a lengthy cavalcade of ineptitude parade through town, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't you can't deny this, all right? Now, you may be rolling your eyes. You can't roll your eyes at this. This is a real problem in the National Football League. And I'm not sitting here saying I have a solution because I don't have a solution. But to ignore it, to ignore it and turn your head the other way, then that's just wrong. You can't ignore it, all right? You can't ignore it. Yesterday was a real bad day. This week's been a real bad week for the National Football League period. Now, by all accounts, Brian Flores is going to get another head coaching job. He may even get the job that is now vacated from David Culley with the Houston Texans. But you can't just turn your head and deny that the NFL looks really bad here. They look really bad because you know what? It is really bad. There's just no other way to say it. The numbers don't lie here. And listen, I'm not one that says you need 16 black coaches and 16 white coaches. I've never been like that. And I, I hate putting people in groups. Uh, it, it's, it's against how I was raised and what I believe in. But in this particular instance, the National Football League and the disparity between white head coaches and black head coaches and the numbers and the short leash and the double standards to what black head coaches have to deal with the NFL, you can't ignore that. You can't deny it. And again, I don't have a solution. I really don't. But for a league that puts end racism all over the place and inspire change, the NFL should be ashamed.
Here's another league that should be ashamed. Major League Baseball, who had a one-hour bargaining session via Zoom yesterday to try to resolve their differences. Now, neither side came out and spoke publicly, but you know how these things are. They get leaked out, and it appears that the sides are still very far apart on a lot of issues. When I say about the NFL and the Major League Baseball, okay, at least the NFL can figure out a way to stay on the field and play their games. Major League Baseball, to me, is dealing with lack of awareness and lack of reality and don't have a gauge for what is going on in this country. Fans in this country are fed up with labor distractions, labor issues, multimillionaires and billionaires not being able to figure out a way to cut up the pie. They're fed up. You know, we got COVID running rampant. You've got people that are still unemployed or being affected greatly that are in the service industry, whether it be restaurants, whether it be bars. I can go on and on and on and on. Okay, And if Major League Baseball does not get on the field, it's the little guy that gets hurt here. Okay, It's the man and or woman, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, family traditions that have family-run restaurants, bars, parking attendants, ushers, concessionaires, uh, hotels, I mean, rent-a-cars, I mean... You know what? It's a joke. Now, I know it's the middle of January, and Major League Baseball does not start playing until March 31st, but they're they're walking around with blinders on. They really are. They cannot reach a labor accord, and it's like they're tone deaf to what's going on in this country. Look around, Major League Baseball. See what's going on in our country. Talk about a product that you have that's not very good, games that take forever, strikeouts galore, Pitching changes galore. Shifts that are bad for baseball. I can go on and on and on. The game of baseball, for many, including myself, has turned into an absolute bore to where I won't even watch a lot of the games. Okay? And that's just the reality. I I wait till the playoffs start. I, for one, will not miss Major League Baseball if they decide to have a work stoppage that lasts into the season. Go ahead. And see what damage you are going to do to your sport. Because you know what I see? I see players that are getting 300 million plus deal contracts. And then you can't figure out a way to stay on the field and divvy up billions of dollars. You know what you're doing? You're turning me off. That's what you're doing. You're turning me off. And you're turning off a lot of other fans. And as I said, it's only January 14th. And you still have time to get this squared away. But as you bicker and bitch and can't come to an agreement, you look real bad. You look real bad. And you're losing fans in the process because fans are just going to go in a different direction and they're going to find something else to do with their time. You can call baseball the good old, what is it, the good old pastime or whatever the hell you call it, right? All right? The, The reality is that Baseball isn't the way it used to be. Baseball is not the way it used to be. Baseball is a sport. I don't want to call it on life support because that would be 
getting carried away. But it's a sport that has a lot of issues on the field because of the pace of play and the way the game is played. And now, once again, you meet for the first time in 42 days, and word has it, you're still really far apart. Shame on you, baseball. Shame on you. But just know one thing. Fans are very apathetic to what you're dealing with. Quite frankly, they don't give a damn with what you're dealing with. And they're sick and tired of seeing millionaires and billionaires not being able to figure it out. So, you know what? Wake me up when you get a deal done. Wake me up when baseball starts. Because until then, I don't really care. I really don't. All right, it is time now for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. And all you need to do is go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question right here on my podcast. And by the way, I've said this before and I'll keep on saying it. I really appreciate uh, those of you that take time to send me a question on this app. All right, Luke wants to know, do you think Georgia had a chance to win the NCAAF title? Well, of course I did. Of course they had a chance. And I give them a lot of credit because they were thoroughly outplayed in the SEC championship game. I really believe that when Alabama lost Williams, they had already lost Mechie, who was unavailable for the game. I think it really turned the game around. I also thought Georgia, keeping the game close, uh, holding Alabama to field goals early in the contest, was absolutely key. But yeah, of course I thought they had a chance to win. I didn't pick them to win, but yeah, I thought they had a chance to win. No question about that. Kevin wants to know anyone you're hoping to have as a guest on the podcast in 2022. Yes, as a matter of fact, Kevin, but I'm going to keep that as a secret. And when I get that individual or individuals, then I will be able to market it. I will be able to promote it. And you will be able to listen to it. So hopefully that happens. Dakota wants to know which sport do you like to gamble on the most? You know, I've been very open about this, Dakota. I don't really gamble on sports. I really don't. I'm very well aware of FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, I had on a gentleman from uh, a Super Draft, and I, I, listen, I'm I'm really, I'm very well aware of it. I'll play an NCAA pool. Uh, I'll join an elimination pool in the NFL, but I don't really bet on sports. I all of my friends do. And I don't have any problem with it as long as it's done responsibly. But when you say, what sport do I like to gamble on the most? I, I really don't. And yet, you know, Super Draft, as I talked about, you know, that I've signed up for, you know, I have fun on the app, but I don't really, I, I play free games because they, you can you don't have to bet. And so I do it for free. And, you know, just to have some fun with it. All right. Good question. Josh wants to know, how do you expect the Cowboys to do in the playoffs? I don't expect them to do very well. I'm not sold on Dak Prescott. I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on him. Uh, This game coming up tomorrow uh, or this weekend on Sunday is going to be a dandy, uh, I think, with the Niners uh, and the Cowboys. Uh, Rich wants to know, is Chauncey Billups right or wrong saying Kyrie is the most skilled point guard of all time? Well, first of all, it's his opinion, so it's really not right or wrong. Uh, He's giving his opinion. Most skilled point guard of all time you know if I remove Kyrie's distractions and not wanting to play and everything else he would be up there uh he is unbelievably skilled most of all time is he more skilled than Magic Johnson is he more skilled than Isaiah Thomas uh you know is he more skilled than John Stockton is he more skilled than Oscar Robertson 
I mean, I can just keep on naming them. So it's it's his opinion. So it's really not a matter of right or wrong. Kevin asks, what do you think about players taking their salary in cryptocurrency? I don't care. Take your salary in Monopoly money if you want. I don't care. It really makes no difference to me. I don't know why anybody would care how players take their salary. You know, I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Logan asks, why do you think Russell Westbrook is struggling so much this season. He's obviously not a good fit in L.A., that's for sure. You know, he still can't shoot. Um, but I, I thought he would be better than he is in L.A., but he has just been absolutely awful, absolutely awful. Stephen wants to know, you agree with Eddie George saying Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year? I do. You know, they lost their stud in the backfield and Derrick Henry for most of the year. And they end up with the number one seed in the AFC. I could see him being coach of the year. And I would have absolutely no problem with it. I would have no problem with it at all. Uh, Ian wants to know, do you think Ben Simmons gets traded before the deadline? I really don't. You know, I talked about this in my rant yesterday. You know, you got Rich Paul as agent talking about mental health hurdles. You've got Daryl Morey who said he's not trading him unless they get fair value. If I'm a GM, why would I want a guy that's dealing with mental health hurdles and I don't even know what they are? Like, I'm going to take a guy with that much money left on his deal? I wouldn't. I would not do it. Justin wants to know, did you see Cameron Smith's century performance? I did. I love that golf course because I've played it a few times over at Kapalua, the plantation course. That Him and John Rahm on the last few rounds, that was awesome. That was great. And I, I love watching that. The beauty of that golf course on Maui. If you ever go to Maui, you must go to Kapalua. Don't even worry what it costs. It doesn't matter. You must go play the plantation course. It's one of the most magnificent 18-hole golf courses you could go on. It is absolutely beyond beautiful, and it is just an incredible golf course. I highly recommend that you play it. And if you don't want to play it, go up and have lunch with the open-air clubhouse. It's beautiful. Overlooking uh, the the hills and the Pacific, it's spectacular. It's a spectacular, spectacular venue. Michael wants to know, did you know Vernon Davis is the honorary captain of the U.S. curling team? I did not. Thank you very much for that information. Chase wants to know, were you a fan of O.J. Simpson when he played? Yes, I was. Uh, he was a, a a player that you would not miss on Monday Night Football. I was at the game at Shea Stadium against the Jets where he ran for over 2,000 yards. By the way, that's in 14 seasons. I was at that game. It was the coldest game I've ever been to to date, uh, and I was there. Everybody loved watching him play. I mean, really. He was so electrifying. Every single time he touched the ball, he was a threat to go the distance and score a touchdown. I mean, he was unbelievably popular when he played. Unbelievable. Uh, He was great. Uh, He was great. Uh, Alex wants to know, are you surprised the Dolphins fired Brian Flores? I will say this about any coach. I never really know what's going on behind the scenes. I never know truly what's going on behind the scenes. I know there's an outrage over his firing. You know, he was there for three years. Didn't make the playoffs. You know, we hear about communication issues. I don't know what's true and what's not true. But by all accounts, he is going to get a job coaching again probably this year 
in the National Football League. Hey, always good to have the questions via Crowd Ultra. If you want to ask me a question on my podcast next week, just go to CrowdUltra.com. It's time for Brand Brand Brand. Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Well, Bob Nightingale of USA Today Sports was able to get some information on the one-hour bargaining session yesterday between the Players Union and Major League Baseball. And in a summary, the Players Union not impressed by the owner's three proposals, and it looks like This is going to go on for a while. Susan Slusser of the Chronicle quoted a Giants player rep, Austin Slater, saying, quote, there's a lot of frustration from players, and I think there's a willingness to ride this out as long as it takes to get a fair agreement. It's hard to say right now, but with the league making proposals that eliminate fundamental player rights, it is making this process more difficult and I think hardening the stance of the players. Message to Major League Baseball and the players. You are losing fans. Fans don't give a damn. They don't want to hear about millionaires and billionaires not being able to split up the pie. All right, we got a major pandemic that is raging through the country. There are still people that are losing a ton of money from their restaurants and their bars and many other businesses in the service industry particularly, and they want to hear that you can't come up with an agreement and they see players signing deals over $300 million. Get a freaking life. You know what? Seriously, wake me up and wake every Everybody else up when you get a deal until then a lot of fans don't give a damn they're not going to miss you and you can continue to you know complain and bitch and moan that you can't come up with a deal and figure out a way to divide billions of dollars you're tone deaf you're walking around with blinders on you're not aware of what's going on in society you're going to lose fans to your boring ass game that lasts forever with strikeout after strikeout after strikeout after pitching change after pitching change go ahead don't play and see that nobody gives a damn. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the football playoffs, everybody. And we'll talk to you again on Tuesday right here, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.